Hey there, welcome to the Her One Thing podcast, where we uncover the best tools, hacks, and strategies needed to finally take you from daydreaming to getting results so you can intentionally create a life you love. I'm your host, Kristen Zire. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Her One Thing podcast. This is your host, Kristen Zire. I'm actually recording this episode right now at 1.30 in the morning, and it is a weeknight, so I do have to work in the a.m. I don't know what it is. I have tried for so long to become a morning person, but I really just do my best work at night, and I've been this way ever since I was a little kid. I'm not even joking when I say that when I was in kindergarten, I used to secretly stay up in my room until way past when I should have been staying up, but I always felt just so connected to myself and to, um, I don't know, whatever inspires me even from a very young age late at night. So while I'm here working full time and producing this podcast, I just figure I have to do whatever works best for me. So um, I know that doesn't work best for everyone, but yeah, so here I am. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm really excited for today's topic. Usually I alternate my podcast episodes with doing a solo cast where it's just myself talking and presenting some content and a guest interview. Now this week, Normally, I would be having a guest on, but this week I decided that I was going to switch things up a little bit and put out another solo cast. The topic that we're talking about today, the anatomy of a goal, is really such a foundational piece of information that I want to explore here on this podcast before we go any further because if you've been listening, we do talk about all things goal setting and goal management, and goal achievement, and so I just really want to break it down to the basics and dive deep into a topic that I don't even think most of us stop to really explore. Then, you know, in further weeks, don't worry, we are going to have some amazing guests on here, amazing women who are going to share what their one thing is. And with that, let's dive in. Today's topic is the anatomy of a goal. The reason that I chose this topic is because there's all of this buzz around setting goals, not only individually, but professionally in organizations. I just do want to note that on this podcast, we really are addressing personal and individual goal setting. But obviously, goal setting is something that happens in many aspects and areas of life. That being said, when we're talking about individual goal setting, there's so much buzz around it. People are out there setting all of the goals, working towards them every day, and that is absolutely amazing. I love to see that. That is what inspires me. However, I don't think that anyone really stops to talk about why are we doing this? Why as humans do we have this um, really strong inclination to work towards something and what does that mean for our lives? So when we're talking about the anatomy of a goal, 
first, let's just talk about some really basic definitions. So first and foremost, you know, I went through the internet, found some definitions, and chose the ones that really resonated with me the most. So for an actual goal, the definition, according to dictionary.com, is the place designated as the end, as in a race or a journey. A goal is the reason for your directed efforts. And also, according to dictionary.com, the word goal used to literally mean the end point of a race. So that could be within sports or within a political campaign, for example. And so that's really literally what it used to mean. Obviously, that word has evolved over the years as goal now can be applied to really anything, whether it's tangible or intangible. Now let's talk about anatomy. According to Merriam-Webster, the definition of anatomy is the art of separating the parts of an organism in order to ascern their position, relations, structure, and function, aka a dissection. Now, I know that goals are not a living organism, but we are going to be talking about goals in that context today because really, if you think about it, a goal is a living and breathing aspect of your life, so to speak. We're really going to dissect it and look at all the different components that go into it so that you have a very clear understanding of why you should be setting goals if you want to move to a different place within your life. Something that I've noticed on social media more and more is that there is this growing attitude that people don't need to be setting goals, that they can just merely exist. And there's almost like this anti-productivity attitude that has come out. And I think the reason for that is, is that we are bombarded with all of these images and all of this information of people creating these lives, going after these goals. They're always going, going, going on to the next thing, always trying to achieve something. And I think that it can cause people to feel exhausted and that is understandable. But I also think it's set this expectation that, oh, being really ambitious and setting all these goals and working towards something all the time is really actually not a great way to live. I want to challenge that concept here today. I know that that isn't something that necessarily everyone listening to this podcast agrees with, but if you do, hopefully by just providing you with some base information about goals, that that will really help you change your mind because setting goals is actually a really positive thing for the human experience in my opinion. I want to share a quote with you by Dr. Edwin Locke. Dr. Locke is an American psychologist. He is a pioneer in goal-setting theory, and he is a retired Dean's Professor of Leadership and Motivation at the R.H. Smith School of Business at the University of Maryland College Park. And I found this quote by him that I felt really applies to what we're talking about today. And he said, every person's life depends on the process of choosing goals to pursue. If you remain passive, you are not going to thrive as a human being.
What I like about this quote is that, one, it addresses the fact that each individual has the choice to choose which goals to pursue. So there is a great sense of individuality and owning your own power within that. And then also it talks about the fact that if you remain passive, you're just not going to thrive as a human. And that is something that we talk about a lot here on this podcast is being a passive bystander in your life story versus being an active creator. If you want to hear more about that, there is a prior podcast episode. It's episode three. It's all about owning your life story. So go check it out if you want to hear more about that topic. Now let's talk about why we as humans set goals. In my research, what it really came down to are four different buckets. One, motivation and inspiration. Two, to provide direction in our daily lives. Three, fulfillment and self-actualization. And four, for evaluation, benchmarking, monitoring, tracking progress, etc. When it comes to motivation and inspiration, it all goes back to that definition of a goal, the place designated as the end. Once we have an endpoint in mind, that will provide motivation to get us there. If we don't know where we're going, then what's the point in even trying to go anywhere? Having a goal provides direction because once we set a goal, then we can look at the amount of time we have in a day, the things that we need to do, and then how do we prioritize our tasks and how we spend our time so that it applies to that goal and helps us make progress. And when you think about it, you have goals in your life that you didn't even intentionally consciously set and monitor each day. For example, if you have a family, if you have children, you have a goal of keeping them safe, healthy, loved, all the things that goes into raising a child, that is your goal. So there are so many different things throughout the day that you're going to do to make sure that happens. If you took Psych 101 in college, or if you are interested in psychology, then you are likely familiar with Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And so in this hierarchy of needs, um, it's a motivational theory in psychology. There's five different tiers that are in a pyramid. So at the bottom, you have physiological needs such as food, water, warmth, rest. So those are your basic needs. Those all need to be met before you can move to the next. The next tier of the pyramid is safety needs. Um, And then it goes up the pyramid. The last tier at the very top is self-actualization. And so that is achieving one's full potential, including creative activities. And so that is a huge reason why humans set goals is based on this pyramid. You know, as we are having our physical needs met and our safety needs and our love and relationship needs met and then our self-esteem needs are met, the the really the pinnacle of it all for the human experience is that self-actualization. So that's a huge driving factor um, and that also is going to tie into fulfillment I think that we all want to be fulfilled. We all want to look back on our lives and feel like it's rich and full of value and experience and joy and 
accomplishment and all of the things. And in order to do that, we need to move higher up that hierarchy into self-actualization. I'm not going to pretend like I'm a psychology expert. I'm not. But um, this pyramid is a really interesting concept and it's always resonated with me ever since I did learn about it in college and then throughout my own personal development journey. Finally, goals are a great way to evaluate, benchmark, and monitor your progress throughout life. As a personal example, today is my half birthday. I don't celebrate my half birthday, but when I turned 34 last year in 2020, I was just blown away by how fast my 30s are going, first of all. I cannot even believe that I'm already technically into that mid-30 range. And it kind of freaked me out a little bit because I was like, oh my gosh, I am going to be 40 before I even know it. I don't even feel like I should be that far along yet. But anyway, here we are. So I decided, okay, I'm going to sit down and write out a few things that would make the year 34 great. And so I actually set goals based on my birth year versus the calendar year, and that's been working really well for me. But we are now exactly six months away from that birthday. And so it was a really great stopping point to reflect, okay, how much progress has I have I made? Which goals have I accomplished? Which ones do I still need to work toward? And, you know, where am I at? I look forward to actually implementing the same process in years to come. Um, if I didn't have those goals that I had set, I wouldn't even think about where I'm at six months after my last birthday. I would just keep on going and then who knows how old I would be when I stopped to think about the progress that I've made so far in my life. Now that we've talked about why we as humans set goals, let's switch gears a little bit and discuss some different goal setting frameworks. If you have been in the goal setting realm for a while, then I'm sure you've heard of many different approaches to setting goals. One of the most familiar and popular ways are SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, which stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. Um, another example of a goal-setting framework is the Golden Circle, and this is by one of my all-time favorite people, Simon Sinek. I absolutely love this man. He is an author, a motivational speaker. He goes out and does leadership trainings and things, but he one of my favorite books is Start With Why?, that is one of his books. He also has Find Your Why, which I actually just gifted to my friend last weekend, and I was very excited about that. But anyway, his goal-setting framework is called The Golden Circle, and it really talks about people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And instead of talking about what you do, you start with and identify why you do what you do, and then you move into the how and then the what. So it's really reversing the traditional way that we are presented with information. Usually in companies, for example, they'll start with what their product is and what it does. But in his framework, it's all about talking about why you do what you do. And the reason that I really like this approach is because I believe that knowing what your personal why is, is at the core of any really big goal. 
And once you know what your why is, it will drive you so much further than anything else because there's going to be so many days where it's tough and there's going to be challenges and you might want to give up. But if you're tied to a really strong why and you know what that why is every single day, that is what's going to keep you going. Throughout my own goal setting process and journey, I have identified three or four whys that are really strong and personal for me. I'll share one of them with you right now. So one of the biggest drivers for me and my biggest whys is to be an example to my son of what is possible. If you know my story, you know that I had my son when I was 19 years old and he is now 15 and so he is growing into adulthood. As he grows into becoming a man, I just think the biggest gift that I could give him is for me to fearlessly and ambitiously go after my dreams and don't let the failures deter me along the way because I want to show him that that is the way to be and I want to show him what is possible if you're persistent and you have vision and strategy and you stay committed to your dreams. So that is huge for me, especially because I feel like, oh my gosh, in the next few years, he's going to be an adult. He could go out on his own and live his own life. So I have a few years to really show this really strong example to him when he's going to be the most impressionable before he becomes an adult. Another goal setting framework that is very popular is called OKRs. That stands for Objectives and Key Results. This definitely applies more in a team setting versus an individual setting. But here with goals, unlike SMART goals where you're just specifically focused on this end result, you also incorporate the inspiration or the objective into it. And then another example is backwards goals. And so with backward goal setting, you start with the end in mind and you work backwards. I actually really like this goal setting approach and I use it in my own life. That is definitely something that we can talk about in a later episode. But I just wanted to share four of many examples of some really popular goal setting frameworks and techniques that are out there to show you that there is not one way to do it. You really have to find what works best for you. If you're like me, then you will likely choose different attributes from different frameworks and techniques, blend them together, and really customize your own approach. There's definitely going to be a lot of trial and error involved in that. And I have spent so much time doing all of the trial and error and really have figured out what works best for me and what doesn't. And that's what I am here to share with you is really my insights, my experiences in experimenting with all of these different techniques and approaches throughout the last 15 years as I have navigated the world of being a young single mom, going back to school in my 20s, getting my business degree, reaching a lot of different milestones along the way, um, accomplishing some different health and fitness goals and a lot of different personal goals, and really just elevating my life and my son's life and continuously moving up in the world and then entering into corporate America and then transitioning into the world of online business. So there have been a lot of different things that 
have worked well for me and then a lot of things that have not worked out so great. About one year ago, I sat down and started working on the outline of a course that I wanted to create around goal setting, goal management, and goal execution. The reason I was doing this is because, as I just mentioned, I have blended a lot of different techniques together, but also I always have felt like the techniques for setting goals in corporate America or in these more traditional settings is missing so many critical components that I believe contribute to success. And so I created five different pillars that I think are non-negotiables that go into successfully achieving a goal. And so these are mindset, purpose, alignment, planning, and execution. As a bonus, I do have community in there. I think that community is so often overlooked and it's so, so important. Have you ever been a part of a community that was all working toward one goal or maybe you were all individually working on your goals, but you were in a group setting and there was a sense of camaraderie? I think there's so much power in camaraderie and I am a part of some groups like this currently and it is so impactful and no one really talks about the community aspect of successful goal setting and I think it's because so many of goal setting theories have been created by men and women are just, our approach is so much different and we are such communal and caring beings that that is really a centralized part of everything we do. Okay, so now we know what a goal is. We've really broken it down. We understand why we set goals as humans. We understand that there are a variety of goal setting frameworks out there and available. I've shared with you what my own personal goal setting pillars are, what I believe to be critical components of success for goal setting for women. Now what? Just know that any time that you've set a goal in the past and you have failed or you have fallen off and you're kind of spinning in circles but not really making any progress, it's because there is a missing component to your approach. So many of these frameworks were not created for the busy modern woman in mind, and so they're just not completely relevant or applicable to your life. And so that's why maybe it doesn't resonate with you or some of these approaches just fall short, which they have for me in so many different ways. So it's my hope that in future episodes, you will get many takeaways that will help you in your own goal setting, management, and execution process. And then also you will hear all of the tips that all of the other women are using to have success in their own goal setting journey. Thanks so much for listening today. If you want to connect, please come and find me on Instagram. That's usually where I'm hanging out the most when it comes to social media. And I love connecting with other women who are like-minded. So you can find me at heronething on Instagram. All right, I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you liked this episode of the Her One Thing podcast, you will love the ultimate goal-setting blueprint I created just for you. This blueprint is an absolute must if you're ready to get serious about the one thing you can't stop thinking about. You know 
that one thing that keeps you up at night because you want to do it so bad, but you just don't know how to get started? Well, trust me, I have been there. That's why I've created this free blueprint so you can get started on your one thing right away. Head over to itsthatonething.com and check it out. Until next time, let's get inspired.